You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. to grind the hardcore podcast i'm patrick i'm bob and i'm tom and you know the drill folks we talk about hardcore uh i'm assuming that won't be all we talk about today uh, <coughs> it's gonna be a loose one as i understand it Lo- some loose stool is that true oh, man loose stool that sounds shitty um <laughs> I, yo i think we just need it's not like we've been hitting you with the heavy stuff but uh we just need to have a little airiness today. We just need to like shake the shoulders out, have some loose time. We're going to answer some questions. We're going to chop it up. We have some things to talk about. You know, it'll be, y- you catch the drill. It's one of those crazy nights. All right, It's I'm, been a heavy I mean, week. It, it, it has been a heavy week. Ugh. Uh, it, it's it's thoughts. Uh, we're not you hear about Sean Bradley? <laughs> no, we're not talking about Sean Bradley. Listen, no, did you hear about uh, it? No, I did. It's bad. Uh, uh, paralyzed. Um, the yeah, basketball player? The seven foot six yeah. basketball player, Mormon basketball player. How did he get paralyzed? Uh, was riding a bicycle, got hit, and uh, for the last eight weeks has been laid up. Holy shit. Out. Yeah, it's a spinal fuse and uh, oh, yeah, paralyzed brutal. down. Yeah. So crazy. So it's bad. And Be- that's between that, between that and the, the shooting outside of Atlanta, it's been a rough uh, 24 hours for news news items. Yeah, oh, I didn't hear about the Bradley thing. The Atlanta stuff is so fucking. The sad, Atlanta man. stuff is crazy. Like that's, but like, we're not surprised. No one on this call is surprised, right? Well, no, I'm always shocked, but I'm never surprised. I guess is the way. That's to, a good way to put it. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm disappointed, but like I shouldn't be. Like you know, this is fucking people are garbage. Yeah, I don't even. So yes, that's that's the very dark take on it. <laughs> but like, I, I don't know if people are even garbage. I just think that like, uh, it, it's just by the numbers, the amount, the, the number of people in the United States and the number of guns in the United States and, and you and Tom, you know, from your field, the number of people who are unwell in one capacity or the other, whether that's a, a, a diagnosed or undiagnosed uh, social or, 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 or otherwise, yeah. it's just, it's a powder keg. There's, there's, and this isn't to obviously, it's not to hand wave away the fact that this happened. This one was particularly upsetting to me, but it's, I, I you can't be surprised. You know, like, like, yeah, it's just too happens too much. So, uh, like I said, thoughts, th- thoughts to to, uh, to to Mr. Bradley, thoughts to the uh, family of, of uh, the women, and I guess one maybe yeah. one fella uh, who yeah, uh, lost their lives. In, Thoughts to everybody who's impacted by that. Thought that to uh, people who I mean, find I think them it's widespread, right? Thought not just those, you know, like those, you know, eight folks, you know, their families and stuff. But then it's like, think about all the, fu- you know, like all of our friends and family. I have like, you know, like I, I've spoken about it before. Like three of my nieces are Asian American, right? Like right. now, every time they like walk out the door, they have to like fucking think twice. Yep, large. Yeah, and it's fucking terrible, man. Like that's large, yeah, you know, large swath of this country. Uh, a large portion of my uh, in-law family, um, 
And, you know, uh, there's no way to cover all the bases here, um, but that's not what we're trying to do. We're pr- trying to put good thoughts out there. Um, think about these things. Think about this is, you know, uh, this guy's trying to say it wasn't racially motivated, but man, that doesn't track. And no. just as bad is he's targeting what he's pursuing, pursuing as sex workers. So again, the continued violence in that realm and danger to, to people involved in that field. And it's, it's ugly. Uh, we all need to do better. And, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't, there's no answer. Um, other than for Vigilant- vigilanteism. That's my next step. <laughs> That's the solution. Um, or just being more present and being out there. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what I mean? I, I, I always thought about like, you know, you hear about like these 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 companies that, or like these like programs that do like safe rides for women, or like this or that. Like, but how can anyone even trust that? That's what this well, has come to. Like, if I, I, so- I would be happy to be like, I have, you know, if I whatever neighbor I have, or whatever you'd be like, you know, if you want me to pick meet you at the seven train and walk you to your apartment to make sure you get home safe, I'd be happy to do that. But like, no one can trust anyone anymore. Yeah. So it's gross. Uh, it's so disheartening, man. I, th- I right. I, I think that there's like a media cycle that uh, reinforces that because statistically, you you could trust somebody. You could put like I've put my faith in a great many people in my life and had the good for fortune sure. not to be hurt for it. And uh, I think that that's probably the norm. It's just that the the aberration is so severe and life changing that you can't. Take those. You can't. Those even if the odds, odds are, are good, you don't take that chance. You know, yeah, right. that, that so, risk exposure is large. Yeah, like for example, uh, uh, Bob. We don't talk family stuff too often, uh, but uh, uh, you, you, your family is how old? Your child is how old? If you seven, don't, we, we can cut it if you want. No, that's fine. Um, no, 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 it's all good. He's seven. So, a lot of people think it's okay to let your kid go to the corner store at ten, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the deal. It is, except except one out of a thousand times, it's not. <laughs> and then, right, and then you're you're never the same again. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it, it's difficult because you can't you can't try to convince people through statistics of a thing that they feel in their gut. You know what I mean? So that's right. It, it's uh, and as a parent, you're you're probably always feeling that in your gut. So. Whatever. It's always I, a concern. I, I, it's it's risk profile, right? You know, and um, it's not the thing we think of. You think about it more when it's something that is more valuable to you, right? Of course, you know, like yo, every time we step in a vehicle, you know, every time you step into a car, you have a pretty good chance of dying at no, uh, no fault of your own, you know. Yes. Um, when you put your child in the car, you think that too. I'll tell you what, I drive a lot more carefully when it's just me and my child when my child's in the car than when it's just me. Um, same thing when you drop them off at school; anything can happen. I, I tell you what, after you have a kid, the school shooter thing feels a lot more real. And oh, yeah. you worry about it a lot more. So I'm it's hard. So I guess my call to action here is to extend yourself beyond the things that are purely valuable to yourself. Because you you there. You're there for it. I'm there for my son. I'm there for my significant other. I'm there for my family. Just like you guys are for your families and significant others. We need to, we need to extend that energy to a lot of the people who are outside of that sphere. 
and uh, and be concerned and care and do what we can. And it's you know I think Tom said it: be present. Um, and that's <clears throat> that's not uh, to manifest um, it in some patriarchal like white knight way, uh, no. but to to try to to do your best. And and you know this is to everybody. We all we all need to do a better job of of being kind and understanding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I I agree. I agree with that sentiment for sure. And I think that's good. But th- this is one of those circumstances that there's there's really like you know this is a tr- obvious tragedy because almost for the reason that nothing could have been done. That's right. You, you know, yep. like it, it, it's a, uh, like th- there's a lot going on here, right? Like, so <clears throat> uh, I'm of, th- I'm of the opinion, having only read a few things about it, that uh, it, there's a lot of different groups that can claim this was an assault on them. It seems clear to me that it, it most, most obviously is a, attack on sex workers. That's, that's what it feels like to me. Mm-hmm. And then there's a racial dynamic. I think the racial dynamic exists regardless of whether or not you think he targeted Asian people, because sure. you could then have the conversation if it's about access and not, and not a motivated attack on a race, if it's about access, then, okay, let's have the conversation about the fact that the, uh, uh, sex service massage spots in this town all seem to have Asian uh, uh, workers. That's a whole different conversation that's worth having too, right? Like, because maybe that's a, a very marginalized group. Maybe as is sometimes the case, there's uh, kind of a, a criminal element that is uh, uh, putting women in places that they don't want to be. That does happen. And so there's a whole lot built into this conversation, but I think the real tragedy of it that makes it so it's head scratchingly terrible that people don't know what to do and are, are just like screaming into the air is that it's, it's a spree shooting. It's a, it's, there's almost nothing to, there's nothing. I don't know if there, anything could have prevented this. Now maybe we'll find out the kid was making threatening uh, remarks, et cetera. And maybe we'll find that out. But like, it's just one of those fucking things. And I think that, our all our minds struggle to make sense of those fucking things. So, uh, once again, th- th- thoughts to anybody. Yeah. Um, let's, I mean, my uh, whole thing is though, like, everyone's like, well, sex workers. It was, you know, it was. It, you can't say for certain that blah 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 blah. If like, I don't buy that. It was fucking racially motivated, irrespective of what the main reason for it was. But uh, so, if I want, uh, right, I don't like religion. Right. Sure. I fucking seek out a, a Baptist church in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yep. And I burn it down during Sunday service. Uh, suffice to suffice to say there might be there might be a uh, over indexed demographic within that uh, right. church is what you're saying. Right. So how is this not? somewhat racially motivated no well that, tom that's exactly my I feel like they, but i no, think I, I think he was saying that there's there's two ways to cut it where it's directly like hey this guy was targeting people because they were asian and then there's the secondary which also is targeting them then there's a racial component where he was targeting sex workers of a specific lane that again has a large demographic well, sample here uh, tom actually uh, i think we're saying the same thing yeah uh, we are no yeah, yeah. i'm just saying so, like People are very quick to like. It's a, the equivalent of being like, you know, if I'm standing outside the burning building and the sheriff goes, "Are you racist?" and you're like, "No, I just hate churches." You're like, "See, he hates churches." 
Like they were so quick because nobody like it's also fucking Atlanta. That's a good point. There should probably be a little bit more scrutiny. Yeah. That's a good you know point. I mean? They were like, oh no, he said that it, you know he's a sex addict and he wanted to like well kill some of the temptation. And you guys and saw, I'm like, and, and that's enough. And you guys saw the sheriff who who made that public public statement is the one who had a COVID nineteen uh, like parody shirt that had some anti Asian rhetoric on it. Yeah, so you know, yeah, guys, this is this is why it's a slippery slope, you know. So, um, yo, Atlanta. At some point, a serious conversation about the city of Atlanta is interesting because it is a very diverse city and growing and large. And I think there's just so many dynamics at play. It's it's very divided too, though. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um. Thoughts to, to the people who were lost last week. Um, yeah, yeah Bob, Bob, let me also just say that we record on Wednesday, so uh, yes. please bear that in mind. Should Today's St. Day. Um, <laughs> please bear that in mind. Should a million other facts come out, we're, we're, yes. uh, we're, we're going with the on the facts today. we have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to be careful with that shit. We talk, and then we're like, it, there's a week in between, and like, yes. There's a lot of stuff. You could have seen a forensic psychologist by next week and have the whole 100%. We've done it multiple times. I've had to go back and be like, uh, well, we, there there was 35 updates to that story since we right. last talked about it. And right. that was only like, you know, it's six days away. So that's right. Uh, yeah, it does happen. Uh, all right. Uh, let's, uh, so, uh, shift. let's 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 do a hard pivot to our sponsors guys. Uh, let's start with death wish Inc. Our buddies from Beverly Deathwishinc.com. Guys, um, they have some stuff I want to talk about, but I want to let you have the floor. Anything you wanted to highlight from our friends at Deathwish? Uh, I'm going to play my favorite game. Coughing up water. Oh, that was you, man. Come on. I'm coughing up water. I think you said coffee, not water. I'm like, what is your problem? That's Patrick's new indie project, Coffee Not Water. Um, coffee Not Water, yeah. It's my singer-songwriter. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. His uh, acoustic on the lap band. Um, Tom, why don't you play your game? Tell us what's popping. What's popping? I'm trying to see. Com. Let's see. What do we got? What do we got? I just got a Shipwreck AD logo black t-shirt. Sharp shirt. A low rated this logo shirt was kind of a hot design in the 2006 to 2008 range so if you want to relive the glory days grab that one for sure i just saw a cave shirt move which is i'm going to click on it looks pretty cool to me actually um is that the one with the satellite on it no uh i think it's i it's uh my computer is moving slow i think it's actually looked like a black sabbath rip from no it's not no it's the old logo it's the old uh uh, 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 the, the table, the, no, the, the elements. elements. Uh, yeah, the elements. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, that's a good shirt. I might buy that shirt right now. <laughs> that's a good shirt. Right, the element. The, the, isn't it the tape element table? Periodic table. Yeah, yeah. periodic table. Yeah. Um. While well, you guys look for that, I am going to recommend Deathwish band Greet Death, who did an LP last year on Deathwish, um, or maybe even towards the end of 2019. Wow, fuck, we lost a whole year. Um, Third Eye Blind style. Greek Death is reissuing on the label Flesh and Bone. I believe, if it's not their very first single, it's an earlier single called In Heaven, backed with Your Lull. Uh, Deathwish has a limited version out of 200 available. Uh, 200 copies on clear as a Deathwish exclusive. I actually gave this a listen and really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think by the LP Deathwish did, which also is worthwhile material really good 
they had started kind of experimenting with a little softer sound. Here they are treading somewhere between Narrowhead and maybe Cloakroom. Maybe the heavier, more atmospheric moments of like Peripheral Vision by Turnover. Um, uh, yeah, this two-song single, it's like 12 minutes, so it's six songs aside on the 7-inch. Really good, and I actually think this is a great place to jump on. If you like any of the stuff uh, that I mentioned, you like any of the Narrowhead stuff, you like any of the um, run-for-cover material of that Turnover Cloakroom type uh, where it gets a little airier in moments, but maybe still has a little element of heavier, a little bit more low-end than, than later Turnover... I would check this record out. Greet death in heaven backed with your lull. Mm. Tom, you got to give us a good one that popped. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what? For some reason, my not popping. No, nothing's popping up for me. <sighs> you might need, but I would go. Me. How about this? Do it while you're in there. Pick up the greet death record. I would also, um, I don't know if we talked about this. Gouge away, put out a seven inch after, um, after burnt sugar. We have, but that record is awesome and deserves more attention. So please. So it's a new song called Consider, and the B-side is uh, Gouge Away doing Wave of Mutilation, which is pretty funny because Gouge Away is a pixie song, and so is Wave of Mutilation. Yeah, I like that movie. And it's a cool version. Strongly agree. Everybody go to deathwishing.com. Our homies, thank you for the support. Guys, uh, it is not totally... Um, a late night, but if we were going to drive from Beverly to the Capital District um, later on in the night, or or maybe, what is it? Yeah, right? Uh, no, oh no. If we were going to drive on the, the road that you take yesterday night, what, what would you sing, Patrick? <laughs> Last night on the Mass Pike. Oh, we got Drug Church Patrick in the room. This dude's been recording vocals. Fuck. <laughs> You warm up? Wow. What's a damn man? Fuck. I, 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 just in case you ever ask that on the podcast, I, I uh, spend an hour beforehand warming up. Uh, Tom, I didn't send this to you because your pronunciation's really, really good. But do you remember a couple weeks ago, Patrick was having a hard time with singing that song? No, singing anything. Basically, he yes, was, yeah, he was having a hard time. I <laughs> sent him a speech activity to try. Did you even try it, Patrick? I did not. No, yo. He's too good for that. I'll send it to the group this time, Tom, so you can try it too. It get it got easier. I just did it on a lark because I was like, oh, okay, let me see how I do on this. There's one pronunciation activity that is so fucking hard, man. It was like and then they start going really fast. How? I I felt like I I literally couldn't speak. I was like I I don't know if I am I a poor English speaker now. This is awful, you know. I may need that because this podcast has taught me that I have a, still have a very strong New York accent, and oh. I have a bit of a lisp. And no one's ever told me. I dated a uh, um, um, speech therapist. Speech therapist who kind of pointed it out, and I was like, "You just lying." <laughs> I think it <laughs> might be more the accent fart. than I never noticed the lisp, but I, you know, I, I could see the parent a little bit, and, and maybe accent. I don't know, you know, maybe New York accent is pretty pretty blaring, especially when I get mad. Oh, yeah, it, it it heats up sometimes. Um, so we are going to this night cruise out the mass last pipe. night on the. Mass Pike. Last night there you on go. the Mass Pike. There we go. Mm, none of us are very good. 
No, no. <laughs> Pardon Let's me. Keep it moving. Closed casket activities.com. Closed casket activities. We don't need to sing like that to be on this label. Um, it's frowned upon. It, it is frowned upon. I think, I think, uh, the label proprietor would be, uh, unfortunately embarrassed to even have us chiming that way towards his label. But yo, um, cleanse the palate, cleanse the palate, cleanse the palate. Uh, closed casket. What is there more to say about them other than, uh, in our chat earlier today, we said, damn. Tom said this full credit close casket has put out just about every big record since fucking COVID began. Yeah. I, w- I went as far to say <clears throat> that I think the four biggest pandemic records might all be closed casket, right? Think about it. Gulch. Yep. Um, Gate creeper. Yeah, it's pretty big. Mm-hmm. God's hate. Yep. Mm. And then Regional Justice Center, the oh, Jesus. power violence yeah, record one that, yeah. to, to chart. <clears throat> and we didn't mention portrayal of guilt. We are always alone, which was. Oh, Jesus. So it's five. Yeah. yeah. Right. <clears throat> Here's my question. That's something that uh, uh, me and our buddy Dave were talking about. Mm. David. Um, is the Regional Justice record the biggest power violence record ever it's got an arg- it's coming out of the gate pretty strong pretty I fast mean, no, you know like you know I spaz think- isn't hitting the top 40 no or top 100 or whatever it was as that record is fucking fantastic no it's really good as we kind of talked about last week on the draft episode there's a chance this band like just takes it to the next level because sonically they're not they didn't break their mold they just continued doing what they do which is uh, patrick i think you framed this out well once you said they take elements of power violence they do it they go as fast as they can but they aren't um they aren't limited by the um the outliers of the genre they aren't trapped to a form and you can tell you can see and and i mean what i think that's going to make this lp is not just memorable right now not just popular people like it right now whatever but i think it'll probably have a tail you know what i'm saying oh i think i think it has a great possibility to influence a lot of bands to i mean look there is power violence lifers there's power violence snobbery um both of those circumstances couldn't get you on a public bus. It's there's no, like I love genre. I really do. But I I, I think that when you're too married to it, you end up wasting your time. Um, And I think that most kids get that now. And I think to some small measure, uh, bands like regional justice center will probably have a positive impact in that same direction. So I think our overall is, have you not purchased any of these closed casket records? If you haven't, now's the time to start. Get on the boat. If you've purchased a couple of them and enjoyed them, well, maybe check out one of the other ones too. So uh, maybe I feel like if you did like a Venn diagram of hardcore kids <sighs> and like these records, there's overlap. Oh, like sure. I feel like everyone owns one. Yo, that's a great, that's a great, great commentary. I think that's, uh, 
and and I mean, there's there's more to come. Some stuff that we know about, some stuff that I bet we don't know about. So shout out to Closed Casket Activities. Go to closedcasketactivities.com. Order some stuff. Tell them Axe Grind sent you. Uh, big thank you to To Live a Lie and Run for Cover. Our other two sponsors, they're always great. Guys, what's happening? How you guys doing? I'm feeling pretty good, despite as we said, like not a, not a great news week, uh, but. Uh, personal life, yeah, feeling good. Tom, I need a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think mm-hmm. we talked about that. We need maybe, uh, maybe on in the, the next, world, maybe on the next Patreon, we're gonna do one of those like online surveys. The like, where should you go on a trip? Qu- questionnaire to to basically book out your vacation. I think, yeah. I think I'd be that. I'm fully vaccinated. I'm ready to roll. Let's fucking go. Um, all right, I have two things written down to talk about today, guys. The first one is a big shout out to Tom. Do you know who uh, Patrick's father's favorite modern NBA player is? LeBron. No, it's close. Oh, well, no, it might be. It might be. Because I think I thought he always talked about how much he loves. He does. He does love LeBron. Who's the one he's got a personal soft spot for Patrick? Say it again. Who, what modern NBA player does your father have a very soft personal spot for? Oh, uh, I don't know. It's oh, I mean, he loves any local kid. Carmelo so Anthony. Much. Oh no, he loves Mellow. Loves Mellow. <laughs> loves loves. Born in Brooklyn, what? went Syracuse. Yeah, sure. Psychotically loves. Like is in the tank for fucking Carmelo. Like nobody. Carmelo has hit some really crazy recent achievements. Uh, Tom, I don't know if you know about this, but he's he's made some really big moves in the all-time scoring list. Patrick, we're gonna play a quick game. Maybe both of you. Um, yeah, Tom, you might not know his ranking, so I'm going to name a player, and you have to tell me if Carmelo Anthony has scored more points in his career than this player or not, okay? Tom, okay. Tom, you're going to start off. Has Carmelo sure. Anthony scored more points in his career than Tim Duncan? Uh, feels no. impossible to me. He, Tim Duncan's been around too long. He has. Yeah. He Carmelo has outscored Tim Duncan. Wow. Wow. Patrick has... Carmelo Anthony scored more points in his career than Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, I'd believe that. He has not. Oh, Shaquille O'Neal has scored more points than Tim Duncan, then, is what you're telling me. By a significant margin. Three seasons worth. Think about Duncan had a really long tail in his career, but stopped being a 20-point scorer after the first 12 years, maybe. So yeah, his but, last but, six, so, he was, he was floating in and he, he did the long career where it was like, Hey, he's going to be only playing this. Shaq is, is hard to, you can't like, you see some of his real highlight years. It's crazy. All right, Tom, ready? Sure. Who scored more points, Carmelo Anthony or Oscar Robertson? Carmelo. He has Patrick has Carmelo Anthony scored more points than Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, I would think. He has. Last round, uh, Tom, has Carmelo Anthony scored more points than Dirk Nowitzki? No. Correct. Dirk is sixth all time. Wow. Wow. Only seven players with uh, eight, if you call it, count Dr. J, which we should, who've scored 30,000. Uh, Patrick, last God, one, man. has Carmelo Anthony scored more points in his career than Jerry West? I'll go with yes. He has. Carmelo Anthony is currently the 13th leading scorer all time in NBA history. Low key. I would never know. 
No. Uh, okay, hold on. I, I'm gonna just bear with me for a second. Okay? okay. We'll see. We'll see how much dead time is here before we have to cut. Uh, the list is Kareem, Karl Malone, LeBron. Hey, Dad. Dad, you're you're on a podcast right now. Okay. Uh, don't don't be alarmed. Uh, we're just having Carmelo Anthony talk. Okay. <laughs> Do you have anything to say about Carmelo Anthony's recent achievements? I I, I love Carmelo. I know you love, hold on, hold on. I'm going to ask you the same questions I was just asked. Okay. And you, you, you give me an answer. Uh, okay. Has, uh, Bob, would you do me a kindness and give I'll me those give names? names? Yeah. Uh, do Hakeem Olajuwon. Uh, Hakeem Olajuwon, uh, has, uh, Carmelo outscored him? Yes or no? In his career. Yes. Correct. Yes. He just okay. Correct. He's right. Okay. He's right. Uh, Tim Duncan. <laughs> Uh, Tim Duncan. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I know he's passed the large one in the last week. That's right. Okay, but okay. And what was the what was uh, the? Let me, uh, let me say something, Patrick. Okay. <laughs> uh, go go off, please. Olajuwon, Tim Duncan, great players, great players. Mello, oh. great player. Uh, he he had some problems. With uh, a disappointment in New York because they thought when they traded for him, he would bring him a championship, and that didn't happen. He's won scoring titles. Uh, the only uh, uh, NCAA championship he brought to Syracuse as a freshman. True. Uh, I, I just I can't say enough good things about Mello. I think he's got some bad press at times uh, because he was so great. Uh, you know, and in New York, if you don't win championships and you're, uh, you're supposed to be the fair haired boy, uh, Mm -hmm. things happen. The press will eat you alive. Uh, but as far as first ballot hall of famer, he is certain a first, first ballot hall of famer, in my opinion. Thank you very much, Dad. 100%. We just wanted to hear from the uh, Mellow Fan Club uh, as it came up, and it, uh, appreciate your input. Uh, I'll sp- I'll speak to you later, Dad. Thanks, Mr. Kellen. Okay, that, so we just heard from his uh, uh, Carmelo Anthony's uh, press agent. Yo, how good is that? He, you could, I, yo, shout out, Frank. Uh, appreciate it. I'm a member of the Mellow Fan Club as well. Um, he's he's great. He's never gotten his due. Uh, he deserves a lot more. Um, I'll send the clip. One of the best clips, Tom. You you might remember this. There was a couple years where Mello was out of league for like a whole season, and he was on the sideline of a Brooklyn Nets game with LeBron and Chris Paul, who had like you know they were it was like the All Star break or something like that. Right. So they were on the sideline. The ball bounces out of bounds. Carmelo catches it, and like instead of just you know flipping it to the ref, he steps up out of his seat, takes a dribble. And acts like he's going to shoot, and the entire arena erupts. Amazing! <laughs> Just in him in street clothes. Oh, it's such a cool moment. You nailed it. Oh, so amazing! All right, so that's my first thing I was going to talk about today. Um, the only other thing I have written down <laughs> is <clears throat> Carl from Earth Crisis. Were either of you? Well, let me see what my note actually was because this is funny. Carl's bandana style. Yes. Are either of you pro the way he wore the bandana with that really thick front? Like, I don't know. You guys can describe it better. But 
are either what are your feelings on the bandana style? I think it works so, for him. Yeah. He had a larger forehead. True. I feel like if he wore it like the normal bandana style, <laughs> it's like very Rambo. Oh, I like that. So he got out of the basements and went to the big time. That's Ozfest style. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Patrick? Yeah, I, I I'd say it's got a lot of personality. Uh, it, it now because I mean I don't think it's aged great because now it kind of looks like he's like getting ready to clean the house or some shit. But back in the day, I'd say that he 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 wore it well. I like it when it was when it was snug. It could get very like kind of kerchiefy. Okay. Yeah. That that's what I don't. That's I'm cleaning the house. I'm vacuuming. Right, I got rubber gloves on. I don't yeah. want bleach in my hair. <laughs> like when he did like the thick kind of like thick almost like a like a suicidal one, but a little higher on the head. Yeah, good reference. Yeah. Okay. Right, a little suicide, but like it's not over your eyes, it's it's higher up. Maybe, you know, he, he felt the re- recession going on and he tried to beat everyone, you know. Right. Sure. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna hide the, you know, hide the thing. Uh, Al Jorgensen from Ministry did the same thing. Okay. Yep. Um, he's obviously balding, but as as he ages, the the bandana gets larger and and goes higher up his head. Yep. Um, I mean, I think it worked. I mean, and I think, um, Bulldog, I think did that for a time. No, he wore more of a hat guy. I think. There's yeah, at least guy. one other member of Earth yes. Crisis who was doing the. It might be Bulldog, actually, okay. the bass player who was like no, very. No, 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 drummer, drummer. Um, Dennis Merrick, that's true. The, uh, Merrick wore a headband a lot. That's true. Also bald. Could also we bald. respectfully say we had Carl on and did an interview? Is there a way we could broach a topic about the bandana respectfully? Because we're talking yeah. about it sort of jovially here, but. Wouldn't want somebody to think like we're dissing on his favorite shoes. You know what I mean? Like, is there a way for us to broach the topic in a cool way? Like, yo, this the headband became kind of part of your signature look. Where'd right. that come and from? You know what? Yeah, right. He might just be like, I saw Roger Moret do it in yeah. the Impact video. I, I bet like, he would say that. Cool. Yeah, you're yeah. He's a New York hardcore guy, so yeah. probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? He lo- yeah, he loves that shit. I, uh, it, Bob, here's my feeling, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. I, I think that. If you don't hang up on me, I I think that I can probably get you back. Agree. You know what yes, I mean. Yes, so even if I agree. lose you, and and and, uh, and you're feeling like I'm coming at you sideways, if you just give me a second, you, you'll understand that I'm not. So I I think I as long as he that. doesn't hang up when we say about that goddamn headband, you know what I mean. I I think that we can get him back. Final question for both of you: Did you ever try the headband? Might tonight. Okay, Tom. No, you know what? I did not a, not as a as a, as a hardcore person, right? But like a few times when like my father, like I'd get like tasked with like mm, chores. Hey, I'm building this thing. You're gonna help me. Yep. Which I never wanted to do. Sometimes he'd hook me up with the the backup band. Like I'd wear a bandana too. Yo, I, I'll, I'll say keep sweat out of your eyes. I'll say very know? proudly. I, I'll I'll sometimes on the real hot days where I'm on the lawn. I'll hit the the um, bandana under hat because it keeps the sweat from dripping in my eyes or dripping on yeah. the sunglasses, which is nice. Maybe that I'm was Carl's thought. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you what I like to do. I'm going to I'll do it right now, okay. and then I'll take a photo and send it to the group chat, and you can tell me if you like this look for me. It's it's my favorite head thing that you can do with with your head. 
And okay. you you tell me if it works, but okay. it'll take a second. So so far, yeah. Patrick's really coming with the guest surprises today. We got a Frank, we got a photo surprise. This is nice. Yeah, I'm a prop comic now. Yeah, <laughs> next thing we'll, we'll have the soundboard for next week, everybody. Um, Fucking carrot top over here. Yeah, yeah. Um, do, do, do. Hold on, we're trying to kill time until he gets there. Uh, do you watch the Biggie documentary? I have not yet. Is it good? Well worth it. Really? Yeah. Because you watch it and you don't, you realize like, yo, he was d- gone by the time he was 24. Oh, crazy. Like, you don't really think of that. Like, cause he looked older always and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know? And just like his mother's like so fucking eloquent and like, just, I mean, it's fucking, she's, it's still heartbreaking to see her talk about it and stuff. And like, like he seemed like a good kid, got into some bullshit, made it right by, you know, becoming famous. Yep. And it's still fucking God. It was, it's, it's, it, most of the documentaries and that movie was a fucking abortion. Yeah. I saw the movie in the theater opening weekend and was like, Ooh, so I, fucking terrible. Yeah. I mean, the dude sounded like him, mm-hmm. had his look. Yep. They did a good job with like the casting of people like that looked like him. The story and how like the, the way it moved was like, Oh, really? This is the stuff you decided to talk about? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I had I don't know if that came out before Straight Outta Compton or after because Straight Outta Compton was so well done. I feel like it was before. I'm thinking about. Yeah. it. I think I saw that way before. Because um, Straight Outta Compton was actually like a good movie. I haven't. Okay, seen guys, that. I I I, uh, I give it? up. But Tom, I, I no, added I the Biggie documentary. I have a running movies and TV list note, and that has been added to the note. Yeah, it's worth it's worth you know worth a check. I like half ninety minutes or, or, yeah. or whatever it is. All right, have you sent it, Patrick? Because we're waiting. He couldn't do it. You no, couldn't no, do no, it. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Oh, move, move on for a second. Well, I, right now you don't even understand. I'm like bent over with a thing around my well, leg. We kind of can hear you. It's weird. Um, all right. I'm going to ask a question that uh, we were emailed by Samuel. So Samuel, thank you. Yo, if restraining order had spiky hair and leather, they would totally just be a street punk band. Does street punk even exist anymore? There's a fest in OKC, but it's always just the virus. Also, what's the best variation <laughs> of hummus? Roasted red pepper is tired as hell and could be blasted into the sun and the world would be a better place. Baba Ganoush is an also an acceptable answer. All right. Um, so let's let's talk about this while Patrick tries to put a bandana on. If Restraining Order had spiky hair and leather, they would totally just be a street punk band. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and they'd be a good one. Oh, a really good. One. Really good. Yeah, like I, their quality would not drop off. They would just be... They wouldn't be open for Gorilla Biscuits. They open for the casualties. That's right. And like the same could be said. I mean, you know, to go to a dated reference, it's, you know, Kill Your Idols. I think their album imagery, they always kind of lent in, like leaned into more of a punk space. Yeah. But like if you gave those dudes like, like Liberty Spikes, they would have been so big. But I th- they're they're hardcore guys, you know. They just get up there and they're wearing the clothes they wore all day with a sweatshirt, and there you go. Um, Did you see the videos that just went up recently? With um, it was a Killer Idols Forward to Death show. Oh no, I don't think so. It's on Shining Life Press, I believe. On okay, YouTube. yeah, 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 I'll check that. But it's like it's dead stop. Um, Forward to Death for sure. Killing uh, Killer Idols and set to explode, maybe. Maybe okay. Um, Hamilton Street, maybe. Okay, yeah. Thing that shocked me, and maybe this is crazy. Kerry Adams played for fifty-two minutes. Oh yeah, I Holy mean, that's a very long time for anybody. And their songs are a minute and a half. They they play pretty long sets in Jersey. 
They that's they, crazy. Yeah. When they played uh, the brewery, like whatever twenty nineteen, yeah, they played for just about that long. Um, I mean, yo, that that's got ups and downs. I won't really comment on it. I really like the band, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just it, it is. I mean, a that's long forty set. Songs. Yo, that's a long set, man. I see that. That's a lot. To, yeah. Um, yo, does street punk even exist anymore? Hell yeah, it's out there. It's coming back. I think it is. Um, Chubby and the gang. Oof. And I, I think there's still a scene for it. Is it getting any younger? Mm, TBD. So now street punk, what, what is that? Because I feel like that was like always akin to oi. Is yeah, that the same thing? I think, yeah. I think this person is kind of, they're doing the street punk, the broad definition of street punk, where basically it means the like, Anything that's oi or spiky punk falls under this definition. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, if you're if you're thinking virus, yeah, there's there's a lot. Like, there's still kids discovering the exploited, as crazy as that might sound. Um, there's still people who want to have mohawks. There's still people right. who want that like '77 punk look. We've talked about it a long time ago, back in the time when you could drive around and like see people roaming the streets. That. Yo, when I was a teenager, it was kind of normal to drive around, depending on where you were, but like to see roving bands of punk kids, you know, especially yeah. in my town. Uh, and you just oh, don't yeah. see that as much anymore. But um, street punk still exists. I think it's an aging scene, uh, not to be mean, but much like hardcore. And that's sort of scary. So um, Pat is sending us selfies. Yes, I think we're good. Which um, is making and me feel we, let's, let's talk really about angry. this. Patrick. All right, Tom, can you describe the style? Um, to, uh, all right. Uh, t- Good work on yeah. the roll. So, <laughs> hold so, on, right, hold I'll, on, hold on. I, I'm excited to hear Tom try to explain okay, this one. Yeah, you, you try to explain uh, because I think give mine. It, it, it's, it's, it's nothing short of um, cultural appropriation. That's a fact, yes. It's very sort of um, Middle Eastern um, More, kind of uh, yeah. like. It's it's very kind of like chic, oh yeah, and not like iron chic, more like maybe like kind of like uh, what a shah might wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but do I look good in it? But it also might be something like Petey Pablo would wear. Yes, yo, it absolutely. Works. No, it, it's it's so fucked up. <laughs> yo, I think like, I think it works. So, so here's here's the pros, right? Um, covers your ears, so for for sunny day, you're you're covered. Um, covers the neck also good see that that's what i'm thinking to me it's like desert wear like when i'm someplace yeah. that's like too you know like too hot etc uh now here's the problem hold on. your hair is looking good in these photos but there's a high probability of bad hairing when you do oh, this oh god and especially if you're somewhere hot if you're sweating this could get real messy you know what i mean would would you guys do me a favor and look up hollywood high school sure Actually, I'll just send you the image. I'm, okay. I'm just going to send you the. I'm going to send you their mascot right now. Tom, it's like Patrick discovered how to send images via text. It's amazing. About time. <laughs> yeah, familiar um, with Hollywood he, he High School. A, yeah, partner across the. the oh across yeah, the yeah. It's the it's you're right. Chic territory, right? The, the, yeah, they're the sheiks, and I think that their logo is so dope. <laughs> Super <laughs> like, dope. That's a cool mascot. Yeah, agree strongly. Um, Definitely going to get changed in the next couple of years, but sure. Yeah, okay. well, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> but it's a cool looking one. <laughs> it's not going to stand. Um, yeah. Um, so, yo, uh, good look. I, I vote. I vote that can be your summer twenty twenty one look. Why not? Fuck it. 
Um, I vote you get thrown off the first tour you get on with that look. With that said, Patrick, <laughs> since you were busy, Cultural you were too busy for the first half of this question. You got to take the reins here. What's the best variation of hummus? So he said roasted red pepper was was tired. He said it's tired as hell. Could be blasted. Could be shot into the sun. Yeah. Well, that's extreme. Um, Agree. I'm, I not, like, I'm not lying. It, I'm, uh, he he's not wrong. It's it was my go to for a minute, so I am a little worn on on roasted red pepper. I mean, hummus is fucking tired. You want the truth? Yeah, that's true. You want you want to be in real life where the big boys oh. are? We're at the hummus grocery store talking real right now. Hummus is fucking tired. If you're not doing the the garlic. Uh, Paste, you're, you're fucking, you're, you're 1999 style. Get the fuck out of here with your hummus. Uh, Baba Ganoush is, is is good. Uh, I like a vegan pesto. I like to dip directly into a vegan pesto. Uh, I told somebody to- that the, the best gift that I think you've given humanity is using uh, leftover Indian food as dip with chips. That's, oh yeah, that's really Lifestyle. like that's really banging. Like everybody's got to get on that. Put put the Indian food in the fridge next day. Pull it out, grab some good chips, and dip away. And you're feeling you're you're having a great day. Yeah, it's a fact. Yeah. You guys know I eat nachos every day now. It's fantastic. What are you doing Thank with you. your nachos? Give us your nacho style. <laughs> uh, well, isn't that the when you were like, "What are you doing for your birthday?" You're like. Going to get nachos next door. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know if that means like a neighbor or like, is there like a store that sells those next door? Yeah, is Suzanne it like a, in 31C makes killer yeah, like nachos. What, yeah. Like I don't, what is next? Yeah. What does that mean to you? Which, uh, well, it's down the block. Uh, but uh, by the way, have you seen what uh, uh, Cameron is doing to sell his, uh, his erectile uh, uh, AIDS? Tie this back no. to nachos. And I'll give you five bucks right now. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so, going to make you pay. So in the way that you thought that nacho might m- m- nachos might be like my neighbor's business. Like oh, the fact that he's fucking his neighbor in my building. So he's do- so Tom, it looks like a promo because it's, it's he, Bob, I'll explain. He's been, he's been uh, Instagramming himself having sex with his neighbor. Wow. And, and like, he, like for real. Wow. And, wow. and, and now, the, the other Sounds day, like running the, the other day, she's beating down his door and calling him at the same time, and it's Cameron who is like arguably the world's biggest dickhead, mm-hmm. who, who is uh, acting <laughs> very much in character and being like, "Yo, how are you calling me when you're knocking at the same time? Get the hell out of here! I'm gonna call security. Get out!" And she's like, "I just want to talk," and he's like, "Get out!" And then he goes down to his car. She's waiting outside his car. He runs, and it's. He's acting like he's recording it for our benefit, but also to cover himself. But then you realize it's a work because he tags it with, damn, must have been all that purple passion. You know what I mean? And I was like, yo, it's wild that this dude is literally posting himself having intercourse with a woman on Instagram. And then it was like, I, cause someone was like, yo, someone better go check on, like on Twitter, someone was like, someone better check on Cameron right now. And I went and looked and I was like, oh, sh- wow, this woman's like outside his door, like beating down his door and like calling him like constantly. And then it was something like, she had a husband or she has a husband or something. So I was like, Holy shit. Like this is fucking crazy. that This is happening on the internet. Not real thing. Wow. I was a mark. I got worked. Yeah. You got worked. Wow. Shout out. All right. Yo, um, Smart move. So Pat, what's your move? Yeah. What's your nachos? Nacho style. 
Okay. And tie this in for five bucks. Uh, I go with the, uh, there's a oh, new, the vegan, uh, it's like a pure nacho cheese. It's not like shreds. It's not any of that. It, it comes in, in a gelatinous form and you just drip it on. It melts perfectly because it's already melted. It's right. I forget so the you're brand. You're the cheese, like a Primus record. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I do that. I do chips. I do olives. I, I do today. I did green beans, which I understand it probably doesn't appeal to a lot of our listeners, but they should get their heads right. Um, <laughs> then I did uh, oh chopped onion, always chopped onion, uh, and then Your breath smells great after this. Oh no, it's brutal. And Any then, jalapeno or anything? Jalapenos today, yes. Uh, right. I don't. I don't do the vegan cream ch- or uh, cottage. Or not what's the sour cream? Uh, sour, sour cream. cream. Thank you. I don't do it because I don't think it needs it. Because when it comes out, it's all hot, and toasty. I put a little bit of uh, uh, of salsa, just liberally dipped yep. around. But I'm going to try something different soon, and just go with like a a more general sort of like enchilada style sauce, rather than. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fun. So, <clears throat> if I could just, I don't think I'm letting anybody in on any secrets here, but I will say something I've been introduced to recently. I love my sunflower butter. So do you guys like dates? Yes. Very much. Okay. Really had yeah. okay, so Tom, there's the Majun dates are the ones Maljun, Maljun, Majun, Majun. Majun. Uh, are the ones Isn't that are real po- they're real popular. Yeah. But but you can get the the deglet dates mm, pitted yep. more often. Yep. And you you dip those right into the sunflower butter. You're getting your proteins, you're getting you're getting a little Very burst sweet. of sugar, but yep. It, yep. nothing like brutal. And you're, okay. you're you're feeling good about your little snack. No dates are. Let's talk about some. Let's talk about some hardcore soon. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm really losing our listeners. Yeah, no, it's yeah, right. we have lost everybody. Uh, first yo, shout out! I'm on a fresh salsa kick right now. I've been trying every different type of like fresh, just like pico de gallo style, like chopped. Um, yeah, have some favorites. I've actually found two different supermarkets who make the better one locally, which is sad as shit. Um, so uh, shout out! Um, shout out! Guys, last week we talked. We got hopeful. We talked about a bunch of new bands, new music. Felt good. I hope everybody's riding that wave. We could have done 64 rounds of that. Yes. There's lots. Yo, like, there's lots. We 100% yeah. could have. Um, it was fun. It was a good, great, fun exercise. I think so, too. I think so, too. I, what? How we feel. So we, we talked about we'll do some pre-pro. We've been talking pre-pro. about shows a lot privately, guys. Yeah. Feels that way. Talked about it a little bit last week, and that spurred some conversations. And we talked about like, hey, what are we going to talk about on the show? And I was like, well, we're going to talk about Carmelo Anthony for like fifteen, maybe twenty minutes. I don't know. We're going to Frank Cohen. And we got style. the nacho thing. Oh yeah, the nachos. Don't forget the nachos. We're going to have a more extended conversation about shows in like three, maybe four weeks. But right now, we want to tease it because, yo. Feels like things could be a lot different in three or four weeks, and and I say that mostly. I feel like uh, the sun will come out tomorrow. I think we're starting to get to the end of the tunnel. Where are you guys at? Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. 
Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now at Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I... No. I'm going to let you be the dark cloud over this, Tom. I'm going to keep the energy up. <laughs> with, I'm going to be the mayor from Jaws. I think things are going to be fine. I think everything's. No I think everything's good. No worries. Um, and it's with the heel turn. No, I, I no, honestly no, not think you. that not you. Oh, oh, Tom's gonna hit us hard. Yeah, go in. No, you know, I think. Will there be shows this year? Yes. I think. In terms, I mean, I don't know. I just think it's. I mean, you know what? My me and my whole fucking family is vaccinated. Mm. So like we can all do whatever we want out here. Do whatever the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, quite honestly, fucking call for out there. Honestly, good attitude. I mean, that was my whole concern the whole time. As long as people that are at risk and stuff are, are taken care of, like if you're fucking 19 and want to fucking throw a show in your fucking pal's garage, then go for it. But like, I'm more worried. Like I ain't worried about you. Yeah, that's right. No, but I, uh, I, I, I think people are, I think, We've been so thirsty for the to see the fucking. We've been dying to see the light at the end of the tunnel. That's right. It's been a fucking incredibly trying year for everybody and 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 everywhere across the world and 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 any you know people that lost their jobs, people that didn't lose their jobs, and worked the whole time. It's been tough for like very few people other than like fucking Jeff Bezos had a great time. Right. Yeah, he's you know? he, he was enjoying this. Yeah, but he looks like he does. So you know what? Um, but my only concern is like it seems like it was so restricted for so long that the restrictions are like like we're like it's like we're we hit hyperspace and stuff is just falling off the ship, right? Mm-hmm. That like it's going like almost too quickly. So now like you can go back to like indoor gyms and have 
like classes next week. I feel like, you know, like two weeks ago, I had to like, you know, eat next to a fucking snowplow. Yep. <laughs> and now like, it's like, hey, if you guys want to fucking do Pilates and sweat on each other, go for it. Like, I feel like, and it's even like, you know, I constantly have to like feel questions like about this at work. Right. right. Like, when are we coming back? And I'm like, well, number one, not in a rush. Right. But number two, like I feel like you have to sort of like, all right, so you only have two people here. All right, we're going to make it four people and see what happens. And then eight people and see what happens. I feel like this is almost kind of like – I feel like when we look back at this, I feel like Furnace Fest might be the turning point. Because I feel like that was when like people were like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> like I feel like that was such a big announcement for so many people. And mind you, most of the people that are going to that festival are in the risk zone of people. Yeah, that are. Right. The 65 and up category. The 65 and up and fat. Like, I mean, um, I think that was like the, the kind of keystone that people were like, well, maybe. And like, it's just sucks. I mean, I'm concerned that it's it, stuff is kind of if you're saying like, oh, we got a fucking thing in October. Right. You know what? There's going to be enough time between now and then that there's there's going to you know. But I feel like there's going to be a spike because the weather's going to get a little nicer. Are people going to feel like, well, we're good now? Like the present's different too. Like so, we're good, right? And I just I just worry that that'll affect some stuff. And I think you know, we live in New York, and the folks that live on the like Northeast, it sucks because it's like we get like three months of like decent life and the rest sucks. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like if you live in California and like middle of May, you want to do a fucking show on the fucking beach. You can, or if you want to do that in November, you can. Right. Yeah. You, you know, like in November, you don't have to, to rush to indoor. Here. Yeah. It's uh, not, not a great time to be doing a lot of outdoor stuff. Right. So like, you know, in California, there's no rush to get back to necessarily into an indoor space. Because, you know, it's so fucking beautiful out 12 months out of the year that you can kind of, there's not as much pressure here. It's kind of like, well, you pretty much have between like middle of May and middle of September, and then it goes back to hellhole again. Yeah, I I think I want to explore a little bit more too, because I think you're not, you might be onto something because... (sighs) What what I'm talking about with the hopeful is, and we'll get into it more, is that I think sort of exactly what you said. Last week you were eating next to the snowplow, you know, because you couldn't couldn't be inside. And now, now people doing Pilates on top of each other. Right. Um, doing, you know, what is that? Acrobatic gymnastics and stuff? That's fun. Um, yeah, like the yoga. like with the, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah you, I'm going to stretch your leg while you're resting on my other leg. Um, <laughs> three weeks ago... So beginning of March, end of February, uh, I felt a I felt a certain way. I didn't feel, but I, I was like, uh, I was maybe just to be very transparent, like maybe, maybe, maybe the fall. I, I think Patrick was has been a little further along on his curve of belief that that things are going to happen, and now I'm significantly further along with the idea that things are going to happen in the fall. Let me be clear. I'm, I'm drawing a line that starts somewhere near the end of September, where I'm saying so way after Labor Day. Y- y- I'm saying September 21st. Let's let's look at that. Right. Um, I could see stuff happening in a more 
less testing the water style. Like, and, and like also let's let's acknowledge the difference here. We we know we know about like the like generator shows that happen and like yo that's cool like um, <laughs> but I'm talking about stuff that's a little bit more like hey we promoted this and here's flyers and here's a show and you know I'm not right. even saying I'm not even dis- know about that. yo the, the 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 DIY underground stuff I'm not saying I'm for it I, it was probably a little too risky at certain points but you know I'm also not really mad at someone about that that's a long different conversation that I'm not particularly interested in having right now I have a question for you guys okay uh, let me finish this just yeah. in that how I felt three weeks ago month ago is so different than I feel now that I am very fascinated if the trajectory continues three weeks a month from now I think we'll start having stuff on paper we'll start be like hey this is this is coming together or this thing that people are talking about might might happen you know so uh yeah we're gonna revisit all of this soon enough tom your question and then pat please get get loud in here yeah so my question is so like if you were given the choice of like all right you could have this thing in september but in order to gain entrance which i think is going to be a thing on some places you have to wear a mask and prove that you've been vaccinated right or you could wait till january and like, you don't have to wear a mask. That's a good question. What would you What would you rather do, Patrick? I'd rather do anything than wear a mask. I'd rather wear a man's asshole in my face than wear a mask. I think they're fucking super unpleasant. Um, so NYHQ over here. So, I, I would so, rather wear a man's asshole than a mask on my I would. face. So uh, here's the thing, I. The 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 proof of vaccination is the is the issue for me personally. I uh, I'm just not walking around with that bullshit. Uh, if a show requires that to play it, I'm not mad. You know, I just pr- likely will not attend that show. Uh, what about if it's a, if it's required for your job? Uh, well, it will be eventually. I have to imagine because I, I tour internationally, so I I, I imagine. Uh, but I would not I would not report to an office that 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 required that of me. No, but I'm saying your job. You got a big fucking you know main support gig. He's saying for touring. Say so you had yeah. to bring your your car like with in you. the states, yeah. not just for you know the headlining band is a little you know a little iffy. And they want to make sure everyone on the on the crew and and the support bands are vaccinated. Uh, well, that's that's actually that seems like a very realistic conversation. Actually, I think it's a, I think it's a certainty. I, I think that the, the first few bands that go out, big bands, are going to try to minimize their liability in every possible way. And and I think that's that'll be a very transparent. Like everybody uh, on the package needing yep. a vaccination card. Um, but here's my problem. Yes. With that. That doesn't mean you like from what unless, you know, and again, in this in the interim, the studies may change and all sort of stuff as they as they do. But like you being vaccinated, you know, let's say a, a thousand cap room, there's, you know, 600 people that are vaccinated and 400 people that are not, say, yep, depending on, you know, that doesn't mean people aren't going to get sick. No, 
No, no, no. So, like, what's the point? I I don't understand the vaccination card. Like, I mean, I get it just because it's like a liability question, but like, it's not like you're like, well, unless it's a hundred, like you know, unless it's a higher percentage. Like, Tom, the second you let somebody in the door that's not vaccinated, there's a chance you're they're going to get sick. Tom, it, it, it's it, it's theater. Like, you know, like the taking it's off your show, shoes, yeah, t- taking off your shoes at the airport. Yes. Uh, uh, what's uh, uh, I'm taking um, my my temperature at my the front door of my office building when I go in. Right. It doesn't I mean, matter. It's, and it's never wrong. I feel like I'm I should be dead because <laughs> I'm like ninety five point eight percent. I'm like, that doesn't sound right at all. I'm sweating. Uh, I, mean, I, I had an exact me- similar experience today, Tom. That's amazing. Yeah, it's never ninety eight point two or ninety eight point six. It's always like, like it'll be in the middle of the summer. I've walked like four blocks. I'm sweating like an animal, and it'll be like ninety six point one. I'm like, that doesn't seem to comport with my experience right now. I'm gonna say uh, the 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 uh, hand sanitizer uh, is the biggest theater thing going right now. Um, that's been disproven for months and we continue to do it. I, I don't, th- I just think that these are just, you know, they're just performative little things that people do to make each other feel like, you know, there's going to come a time sooner than later that masks are not really going to be doing very much. And we're going to keep them on out of respect for each other. And, uh, it's theater. You know, so, uh, and you can argue whether or not that's good or bad, but it, it just, that's what it is. So, uh, I, well, no, I, I mean, wasn't the, the hand sanitizer more for your own, like, so you're not transmitting it? Like, if there, there's, there's, there's zero. And it's, I do, yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, this is not like Patrick's off on jo- some John Joseph shit. So you <laughs> like, read like one thing and that's your study. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no the, that's, the, usually, this is, that's literally been the entire year. You're <laughs> like, I read this one thing that proves what I'd like to believe is true. So I'm going to go for that. It's called science, Tom. So the, <laughs> but, but there's, there's no um, surface transmission at all. Surface transmission, all. yeah. They, 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 but from it. hand to nose? No, from, from, yeah, no, from it, any it, surface to, to, face basically or like from your well, hand the, your hand to your face is really unlikely you're you're much more likely to catch it from a person walking by you in the grocery store who coughs right, and it right, comes right. out the side of their mask than you are touching yeah yeah face. no i'm yeah so so yeah i, I know they disproved the like you touch it you know Tame. you better like my soul your fucking amazon boxes because you, that's how you're going to catch it i know that's out the window yeah, that's but i don't know if it's still to protect you from like any other way if you have droplets on your hands from someone else and yeah. uh but same principle right it, it, it's uh i mean you're not presumably you're not going to be putting that your finger up somebody's nose so I mean, sometimes um, but but it's theater you know so like but and there's the, there's a lot of arguments that it's still good like fauci saying the other day yeah even if you're vaccinated keep your mask on and people are like what the fuck am i getting this vaccination for <laughs> what are you kidding and look it's that man knows what he's talking about. He's he is into this social pressure idea of keeping everybody safe. So if you have people breaking the rule, then you get more people breaking the rule. And then eventually the wrong people break the rule, i.e. people that actually can transmit. So it's not the way that I want to be regarded as an adult or uh, but it th- there's a rational argument for why you just keep people doing these things until it's completely solved. So I think that's just where we're 
I think we're approaching that very soon, like that sort of tipping point where maybe the majority of people are, are going through emotion for, for, you know, for, for, for people that might be at risk and that number is getting smaller and smaller all the time. But you know, it, 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 and then there's going to be another tipping point where people go, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Grandma's old anyway. I'm taking this fucking mask off. I'm done. Um, but I think we're probably just a couple. I don't know how many people are like that. I a mean, couple like, months away from that first one, and maybe I think that the second one by midsummer. I don't. I don't think we're going to see very many people adhering to the rules. I don't know about that. Maybe, but I. I don't know, Tom. I'm telling you, Venice Beach radicalized me. I, th- there's uh, ten thousand people. Not a single person cared. It, and I think that that's more normal than than Twitter is. Well, that, Tom, Tom it, it circles back to Tom's point, which was, <laughs> hey, it's starting to get nice. And everybody on the East People Coast hooped up. I was asked at a family thing uh, this over the past weekend by, by family friends. Everyone was vaccinated. We were on a private island. But, but, but. Um, <laughs> They were like, oh, how's everything going? You guys got plans to go anywhere? And the man is like, no, not really. She's like, oh, yeah, you know. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe soon. Let's, I don't know. I'm going crazy. So. <laughs> right. And you live somewhere that's kind of awesome. Yeah, I know. I know. Think about like the people that don't. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I, it's awful. I feel You are fucking cooped up in a, like a place that's like. I can go to the. I can, I can, literally, if like I wanted to walk, I, I can walk to the water in five minutes. So. Um, right, 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 right. I mean, I don't know. I think. I mean, it's scary. I mean, also, I, I, if you're using Venice Beach as a, a litmus test for anything, you're fucking crazy. He's right because I'm, the, just, uh, the just Venice Beach is trash. One hundred percent, but I'm just saying, it's a lot of people. And like, I went there like in normal times, and I'm like, this is weird. Oh, you got co- you got COVID before COVID existed. If you went to Venice Beach, it's it's like those people are so, safe. I don't know if that's like the, yeah, but, that's not the ideal. And I think also, I mean, with Cal, I mean, I don't know if it's weird with California because like Newsom has managed to become like how De Blasio is here that like everyone hates him. Uh. I mean, New York politicians. Like are, New, yeah, New York politicians aren't killing it recently. <laughs> so, no, I mean, uh, like De Blasio managed to like be such a simp that like left wingers and right wingers e- hate him with e- you know with equal measure. Yo, I've, I, I this is a lesson. You, if you're not of a thing, you're never gonna win it over, and you shouldn't fucking try. De Blasio tried to paint himself as a leftist when he never, ever, ever was anything close. So he's trying to paint himself as a progressive, trying to paint himself as for the people of the people. Right. And, and then the real progressives are like, Mm-mm. yeah, right. So you're not That's winning not the progressives. It. And then all you're doing is alienating the everyone uh, else. Yeah. Everyone else. So like, I see this all the time in career stuff where, somebody will make this like pathetic 50 year old fucking effort to like, to like get in with the kids and and like relate. And it just alienates your actual fucking consumer. You know what I mean? So it's like, what are you fucking doing? It's not worth it. If you're not the thing, don't be the thing. That's it. Right. Pick a lane and stick to it too. Right. Yeah. Nobody's buying it to Blasio. No. Right. Cause like the ACAB folks hate him yes. and the, and, and the C's hate him. Yeah. So it's like, 
you can't like you fucked up some way. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You got and everyone. You no you tribe. have to pick a side, so they both they both sides e- hate you equally. Yeah. Shot by both sides, exactly. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but it, I feel like I, Newsom, like Newsom too. Like people were just like, "Yeah, fuck this dude." I think he's in the Even like the more too. progressive lefty people, like, "Yeah, man." Like this dude's a fucking idiot, and he's going out eating without fucking mass. So why should I? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's been a year, a year, a fucking year. Although I could do it without like the everyone posting their anniversary photos, like <laughs> this is what I was doing when I was walked home from work when the world shut down. Like I don't need to see that; it's depressing enough. But like yeah. to think of three hundred and sixty-five days of Groundhog's Day. Yep, it's fucking crazy. It's I mean, it's enough to drive anyone mad. So I get why people are like, "All right." Oh, I mean, I wasn't mad last summer. End of the summer, there was a. I mean, people started coming down to the shore at the end of the summer to go to the beach. And I had some friends who were who were mixed about it. And I said, look, I get it. I get one. I get being mixed about it because all of a sudden there's all these people. And at that point, you know, info's still weird. And like, oh, are they is, is there all this? Are we going to see a bump because people are coming down here or bah, bah, bah. I was like, yo, people are stuck in Paramus. I'd yeah. drive off the fucking bridge. Like, yo, go spend a week in Fort Lee. No thanks, you know. Like yeah, you gotta, yeah. you gotta be able to do something. So uh, let people live, um, be safe. Uh, I, I tried to pull up more of the vaccine numbers. Follow, follow science and facts as much as you can, and and do research on your own outside of, you know, some stupid fucking podcast or uh, or you know one website or or your uncle's. Yeah, Facebook that's a feed. good policy. Do not do not go to any single podcast for your. <laughs> <laughs> your science or policy news. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so yeah, multi-source this stuff and and come to your truth and uh and work from there. Um and, Hold, hold uh, on. Uh, I have got I've got a hardcore question. Do, you, do do we want to talk a little hardcore today? We do, but but let's let's, really let's, let's swing this. We're going to talk more about shows. Patrick, do you feel better about our chances for shows now than you did a month ago? Yeah, I don't fall. think there's any question. There's going okay. to be shows in the fall, no yeah. question. Okay, cool. Uh, let's talk more core. Okay, before I do that, I would just like to tell you what I learned today. Mm. Both of you know, men know who Erastus Corning the second is. Yes. Okay. No. So uh, he was the longest tenured uh, 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 mayor of any place in the United States, uh, longest tenured mayor of a large city in the United States. He's, he was for 41 years, the mayor of Albany, New York. Yeah. Um, it's a long time. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff named after him in Albany. Uh, here's what I just find this so interesting. I fell down a hole. My father had me talking for like an hour and a half today about like legs, diamond and fucking like Dan O'Connell and like (laughs) whatever. And, uh, so, and I, I am going to read Oh Albany, which I never have because uh, wow. uh, what's his face seems like such a blowhard. The guy who wrote it, but amazing. The uh, William Kennedy. Um, so here's what's interesting. I'm not talking out of I'm not talking out of school or trying to disrespect anybody's legacy. Uh, it's a known fact, so I'm not saying anything wild. It just to me this is illustrative of how deep political um, s- s- sort of uh, families go. In one form or another, uh, y- y- you're both aware of Kristen Gillibrand. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Kristen Gillibrand, who is, let's see, uh, Gil. Okay. So, Kristen Gillibrand is, uh, she's a politician and serving uh, as the junior United States senator from New York since 2009. Okay. Um, here's what's fascinating her grandmother was Erastus Corning's mistress for like 40 years. <laughs> How fucking nuts is the ties that political people have? It's just insane. Like I, I saw that today and I just, it blew my fucking mind. Like yeah. if we people talk about didn't the- think we, we try range, we're talking about affairs from the mid 1800s here, folks. So it, let's fucking I mean, we're go. Talk- like we see another park podcast do that. We're coming for you, Dan Carlin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Bob, this, history, is, bitch. this is the second Corning. This is the one that okay. was uh, that served until eighty three. Oh, Jesus! Um, okay, so the second Corning. Yeah. Is so it might as well how, be the same to, to our listenership. Yeah, sure, but how same to me? How insane is like we talk about the Cuomos, right? The there's like a legacy of Cuomos. Mm-hmm. There's there's uh, almost certainly going to be a legacy of Clintons. There's a like, but. Even the stuff that you're like, Kristen Gillibrand, don't know that name. Oh, y- you probably don't know her grandmother's name either, but Arastus Corning and her were, v- this is how it's described. Closest confidant. <laughs> Which I think is a very respectful way of putting that. Um, Agree. I'm with it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, how, how wild. Anyway. Um, Please note Here's, that five minutes ago, you guys, let's talk some more hardcore. Hold on a second. Segue. I just wanted to share this Erastus Corning uh, and uh, uh, Polly Noonan, uh, Kristen Gillibrand uh, information with with our listeners. Uh, We're going to do O Albany for the Axe Grind book club. So everybody get in. Let's go. Love it. Um, How about Oh Jesus? Moving yeah, on. <laughs> here's my question. Hardcore question. We've talked on this subject a little bit, but I don't know if we've done it with specificity. I'm going to ask you specific questions now, okay? Let's go. So, hard to believe. In the past, we have talked about the time limit on influences and what works and what doesn't. And I have fallen down a hole of pulp comic book characters that, to a modern sensibility, are dated beyond dated. They're essentially unusable because when your audience learns that that is a pulp character they zone out even though these are public domain characters that i could use and but my feeling is if i was to and there's been efforts like project superpowers etc like there's these efforts to bring in these like old forgotten characters yep even marvel and dc will do it occasionally yep but but here's the thing i think that there is an age-based bias that is unavoidable in trying to bring in certain properties. Now, as it pertains to hardcore, what is the cutoff for you? We go back all we go back like there's no 80 81 to 83 there's no 80 to 83 hardcore that we would dismiss. We, right, we even right, the right. bad stuff is interesting to us. That might not apply to somebody younger than us. That's true. We, we've we talked about how the New York Dolls is kind of a breaking point. But what can you name the band that even though you like 
or even though you might love Led Zeppelin, right? There is something that you just don't want in your hardcore because it feels old and dusty. So, so let's let's pull this. You're talking about in hardcore. Are there influences that we don't want to see because it makes it feel instantly dated? Is that the challenge? Because I'm assuming you're not talking about external like influences from music that's not hardcore. Yeah, that, that's the tough question. Okay. Uh, let's say just hardcore. Just and hardcore. Here's the pro- yeah. It, it, the problem is that we it, it, we might not be the audience to ask this question. Because if something sounded like Minor Threat today, I'd be overjoyed if it did a convincing job, right? Well, but, you, you would be, but but what you wouldn't want is a cosplay dress-up version of it. No, I would not. And you would... And, I mean, here's the thing. Something could... Minor Threat's pretty tough, but let's say there's something that comes close. I've heard some bands who might have a track or two, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They, they don't have the magic dust or they don't feel as inspired. And that can be really tough because you're now putting them up against, you know, the Pantheon type things. Um, I get the energy of what you're asking, though. Uh, so so let's let's talk. Tom, do you have an answer on this? Is there something that you think an influence that you think you just don't you don't want to see in hardcore today? And Tom, let me let me be specific. Yeah. It can be much more current. It just feels dusty. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, See, not really. Yeah. Nothing really stands out to me like that. I'm like, oh god, another one of these. Let me answer. I just ignore yeah, it. I think, I think I'll give it with Tom, and and this is broad room shit right here. We're now at the point where we've seen a lot of stuff taken from all eras and done again with some vigor and done pretty good. Not universally to me, you know, um, but pretty good. And, you know, like even even somebody like, yo, how many bands sound, try to sound like Negative Approach? A lot. How many yep. really pull it off? Very few. Zero. There's a few who do a pretty good job and and aren't exactly like the band Dead Stop. I think they I don't you know, they clearly are influenced by Negative Approach. I mean, I don't have to even say that. Right. But they don't just. They don't stay on template. They use it as a starting point. And I think that's what's important when we talk about influence when it comes to hardcore and the way to make it so it's not dusty. Yo, you know what feels dusty to me? When shit feels faux back. When shit feels cosplay. When shit feels like you just put on a reenactment. Much of the time, that has to do with the aesthetics over the sound. Yeah. But it would, we would be remiss to not say that, hey if you ape something wholeheartedly and really just go for it sonically to, to mimic it, you better be damn good. Cause I, if somebody literally tuned in, uh, this is, this was going to be an activity at some point on the show is that Patrick, I think you're the, one of the three of us who does not like chain of strength. Uh, there's a lot of things not to like about chain of strength, but musically Tom, you you like chain of strength, right? <laughs> Cop. Right, exactly. You like Chain yeah, of yes. Same. Yes. I was going to challenge you because I want you to listen to the original mixes of the 7 Inches. I think they're better. I just think they are a little rougher. 
but that's a band who who basically they they were calling discord to get the like hey what was your setup what did you guys right. use how did you tune whatever but no one's saying the chain of strength seven inches are like minor threat the sequel you know <laughs> um you have to do it different. You have to bring some different flavor. I, you know, the guys from the first step, the guys from Mindset, those dudes clearly were like, yo, we are inspired by late 80s, early revelation, youth crew, the straight edge stuff, pull in a few. But I wouldn't, they're not some, neither of those bands is some third rate instead ripoff. You know what I mean? Like they were able to bring their own energy that gave it magic. And and I think that's what I ask for. I, and it, yo, it's, it's not, it's not easy and even harder to do is kind of the example we talked about with RJC where they're, they're starting from this power violence template, but building it out and being kind of unafraid to pull in other influences that might not be the most logical or the, the next step over, you know, they're not going, okay, well we love, you know, uh, California power violence, no comment, et cetera, crossed out. Let's pull in some Japanese hardcore influences. Cause that's like a sidestep. But if it's like, yo, let's, let's have a heavier breakdown. What if we tried some hate, you know, and I'm not saying they're doing this, but they're, they're pulling from non, uh, uh parallel spots. Rant over. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm, this is a question that I'm asking myself because I don't know the answer. I, I mean, certainly I've gone on record as saying I don't need anything that sounds nineties, but I understand that that's like a, just a matter of personal preference ultimately that I've, you know, like nineties mosh is what I'm saying. Um, but I'm curious what I, what would, what I, and you guys have seen it, you know, like where I'll have like a sort of in innate bigotry towards some type of, influence that I just am not buying, you know? And, but that's a little bit different than what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is like, I'm trying to zero in on when I zone out because it feels dated and it's a really tough one to put your finger on, but it's there. Can we, can we admit that it's there for all of us? I don't know if I have anything that's universally there. I mean, there are examples um, the stuff that's done, bef- that's been done a million times before, that's still well done. That you still like. The, the but, still like, okay. and there's some so stuff me, for me. There's probably some stuff for me that feels tired, or you know, uh, maybe we'll okay, talk about on. it like this, real quick. I can zero it in. I can Go zero it in. What has a higher bar for you? Not because it's something you love, not because it's something you love, but just because it's something that you've seen too much. Like what has that bar? Like what, what, ha- like I think the best example probably for all three of us is every band for like fucking six years pulled way too liberally from Boston, in my opinion. And it's, it's the easiest type of hardcore to play. It's maybe one of the hardest to get right. And I have a bigotry, you know what I mean? Like I straight up am just not game. I'm like, Oh God, this, and, and and it has to be that much better. Am I making sense? Are you sense? talking like early 80s Boston hardcore influence type stuff? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah. Well, this was an activity I want us to do. I want us to do, a, again, more pre-pro here. Um, I want to do an episode where we really talk about Chain of Strength musically and break it out. And then an episode wow. where we 
and an episode where we talk about we go through the six X claim records, which is SSD, SSD, FUs, FUs, DYS, and Jerry Skids. Um because they're all really good and I think they influence so much more than we we even nod at. Um, and there's ones that I like a lot more than ones that I think are pretty good, but are still pretty influential. Anyways, um, yeah, I have a high I have a high threshold for that. Like it has to excel um, randomly. That you you brought this up. We I had a conversation with a couple of buddies today about what's better: the first couple of songs off uh, Jerry's Kids' "Is This My World" or Slapshot "Step on It." And it was a great question. And what what tipped the scale for me personally was that the personality of Step on It shone through. Like it was just there's choke is oozing personality. The music is oozing personality. And while record to record, I might take is this my world over Step on It. Uh, the first four songs, like you rarely get that kind of enthusiasm and drama out of mid tempo hardcore. Fast to mid-tempo. It's not fast, fast. But from stompy hardcore like that, it's hard. Um, I have a high high bar for melodic hardcore. You know what I mean? Like, as a format that I, you know, I've never, I've always liked, and there's always been parts that, like, the really good stuff I love. But I I bet all three of us, it's like, you better better do it really well or bring something unique. Bob, you found it. Yeah, you you found the one for me that I just think is dusty. Like right. the, you, you nailed it. That's that's the I wasn't thinking of melodic hardcore because I'm not a fan, but that's that's straight up one where I go, is are these dudes clueless? You know, what I mean? like when I hear something like not to be a dick, but there's um there's like a how do I talk about something that's hardcore adjacent that believes it's very thoroughly hardcore? How do I talk? Uncanny about Valley that? is the thing you used to say. Uncanny Valley. Yeah, I know, but this is like a little. This is not like um like stick to your guns sort of shit. This is like, um, uh, this is like, it's hardcore. It, it just, it's, uh, it's, and I don't knock it because it's like kids that are really fucking doing it. They're really right. like right. making, they're, they're making bad music videos and shit. They're, they're, they're doing it. They're, and I respect that, but it's like step over. It's a step over. Right. Yeah. It, it sounds like the only two bands they know are have heart and expire. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's okay, yep. or like, yep, or like verse and uh, like like a more. I don't. This this shit is like it. That has the highest burden of proof. <laughs> that's like that's on that's on like the Japanese court system burden of proof. Like where you are guilty until proven innocent. I I want to. You better be fucking exceptional because you you are coming from like. What to me, and this is highly personal, everybody, I understand that, F- to me is just like a clueless place. Yeah, there might, so, be, there might be someone listening who is putting like moshier hardcore or like moshcore. Oh, no doubt. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no doubt. Like, yo, like there was a time where I think, where, where I was going was like, we, we see certain sounds have a wave and that's kind of crossed the, the landscape, you know? And sometimes those bands that are a little later on on the wave everybody starts looking at their watch and going, yo, wrap it up, B. It's feeling dusty. Yeah. That said, Melodic Hardcore is one that for me, because, I, like, and this is, Tom, I want you in on here. The best of the best Melodic Hardcore, <laughs> I'm lost. The best of the best Melodic Hardcore, I think is great. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, sure. Like, 
seven seconds. Right. Yeah. And there's some other examples like. Of course. GB. Jesus. Right. Lifetime. But, but oh, Patrick, on, where do you go? Where where are your wow. exceptional melodic hardcore records? Because I think you have some. Well, we just named a couple, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what would be. You're squarely... talking about like modern amazing core. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, ama- yeah, sure. Amazing core. Yeah. Well, that's um, that's the thing. If we're being respectful. Amazing core is like a dismissive term to the evolution of melodic hardcore. Sure. But, it, but, but we can also, because I don't, because I'm, let's talk about it squarely. Sure. I don't, I don't like that material, but I, I, I don't think it's any like in, in principle, I don't think it's any more, or I, I don't think it's any less valid than like anything. Like, for example, I'm much rougher, like amazing core out of my mouth has even though i don't like it at all has a more positive or neutral connotation than say mysterious guy so I, sure. i'm just saying i'm just saying yes i understand it's it's dismissive or or but it's i'm not saying it in a you're not saying it in that way i, I don't think anyone not really in a derisive right way at all it's just yeah. I, like it's it's obvious i don't like it and that's fine yeah. but that stuff to me when I hear a band bringing in those influences now, it feels tired. Am I crazy? I don't. Th- I think it's your perspective. I think it's. I think personal, uh, per like where you sit in the theater impacts your view on that greatly. Because for a kid who got into hardcore in say 2010. All they knew yeah, was heavy. It's got, it's got a good feeling to it, sure. So then they hear this, and it feels fresh. And it's not. It's not over in the. It's not touche, and it's not the stuff that's five steps further than touche that starts feeling really removed. And it's not in the run for cover world, which is you know more like in the poppy kind of uh, indie sensibility kind of sort of not in this world. It's like whoa, this is clearly like I can say this is hardcore. But there's a tunefulness, there's some emotion, some drama here that isn't just leading to thudding, you know, and and again, don't let this be dismissive to the heavy stuff. But I think that it's all based on where you're sitting in the room. If you if you got into the theater and saw the the (laughs) origin point of that, you might look around and I bet there's some older listeners who are hearing this who go story of my life. (laughs) Yes, that's definitely true. Um. Tom, where are you at? Are you just like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? I'm a little lost. Um, But no, I mean, but I think it is all about like perspective and sort of uh, there's nothing that stands out to me as like there's a higher bar for this style of hardcore than others. I just kind of like what I what I like and as dusty as it may be to other someone else. I like stuff that's I think that I consider well done. Tom, I have a question. I mean, for that's you. good. That's a good policy. It's a great sure. policy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like you know. Since I like fucking you know, youth of today more than I like youth of today style more than I like fucking whatever. Yeah. Fucking you know, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to see name a band that I won't get beat up talking about. Um, <laughs> Slapshot. Sure. If someone did you know a crappy youth of today version, I wouldn't like it. But I probably like an exceptional slap shot, or good, a, 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 a fine, an adequate slap so shot. So that I think you're hitting you're, exactly. You're much the more forgiving yeah. than me. Well, so here's what I'm <laughs> yeah, say. I just don't care. Like you are, 
you were well, well, well versed. In, well, I mean, I, I'm not going to pigeonhole you. You know a lot, a lot of different types of hardcore and are very versed in all of it. You really know metalcore. But I don't you think you I, have I, a crazy misnomer, right? Like, like I think that's a misnomer. No, that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's why I stopped myself. You, you like a lot, but like, well, you no, like it's not a- just that. Oh, hold on, Bob. I, I think that the reason that Tom balked there is not because he he knows a lot of different types of hardcore. It's because his metalcore knowledge almost intentionally uh, uh, what, what self limits at or what does he call it when a virus dies? Whatever, whatever it is. Sure, uh, sure, sure. At at a certain a, a certain uh, uh, well, and and this is know. leading. I don't want to go down the road of like all the variants of that, but like sure. m- metallic hardcore. Here's a good way: metallic hardcore of the '90s. I would say you know a lot about it, and you know the first string bands and the second string and the third string to a point. Okay. Like I don't like. I haven't heard a Zayo song yet. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Twenty twenty one. Why do you deny my Zayo? <laughs> I can I just, you know what? Like you some tracks. God damn it. Well, so here, sure, go for it. It just never hit my radar. No. Like Botch never hit my radar. Like we've played with them. I've seen them. Right. right. Never a thing. No, and I think that neither was culture. Neither was right. morning again. Like it was just like okay. So that's that's like it, they're all good. A, it just never hit, and me. it never it never resonated with you enough to make it like a I'm I'm spinning this kind of thing. Right, there were bands from then that I loved, yep. that I still love, and I like. I mean, I have no problem. You know, like I've heard those other bands. Like I literally, you could put Zayo on right now, and would I wouldn't be able, able to identify right. it. And that's not disrespect. It's just like something. I'm sure they could say the same thing about well, us. Uh, well, and and I think a lot of people can probably say uh, you're not you're not alone in that, right? Like there's lots of that stuff um, for all of us. Like, uh, but but I agree. That's then you're you're right. I think. I think it's tough then. Uh, I would say melodic hardcore I have a high threshold for. I think fast hardcore I'm pickier about, but it's it's like a lot of things. Like, yo, like, I, Tom, you're probably much like this too. Like, crust stuff, I really like Top of the Pops. You know, like, there's certain stuff from the crust world that's that's really, everybody's like, oh, this is so good that it doesn't hit me, doesn't catch me. But then all the others, and there's a couple random ones I like. But then the other stuff, it's like, well, I really like tragedy and from Ashes Rise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, uh, there's some deep cut stuff if I can get into. But, but yeah, I, I, but I'm not. I'm far from the person who's going to talk to you about um, the Oscar bombed LP all day. You know what I mean? So, um, oh, I think like my favorite. <laughs> I don't know. What but, but that's. I think. I think that's a good way to be. I think, Patrick. Where's my question for this? What is your what is the ac- exercise you're working through on it? Because you you said you've asked this of yourself. Uh, just because I'm I'm working on. So uh, a sorry. Reckon. Sorry if this is no. Sorry if this is boring for people that don't like comic books and shit. But like I I got a small career going there, and uh, I have a good handle on what I think people want from superhero books and they're not being provided that by the big two on any level in my view. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is another thing that interests me a lot that has an even more dated comic book. You're going to write a new Dan Dare book or something? What's what's going on? No, Well, good guess. I mean, superhero comics have updated. Something that hasn't updated at all is like the last era of, of pulp. And Alan Moore, you could make an argument was successful in doing that with Tom Strong 
less successful with stuff like gray shirt, even though it's just as good in my view, but it's possible to be too self-aware to be too winking and to, to be too in the know about what you're doing. And I think that the key is if you're going to use these characters for anything, because the, like I'm talking about like, like, uh, well, the last era of, of pulp would be more like, uh, uh, borderline superhero stuff, but like, I'm really down a John Carter of Mars hole right now. Right. And that stuff, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but there's like, a number of ripoffs. Of oh that, yeah. That were, Tons. Tons. that were just kind of as interesting in some ways as, as the original concept. And I love that. I think that that's so fun. And, and like that person transported to another world sort of uh trope is it. I bet it was so tired by then because the version that we see all the time in modern media is transported to video games. Do you know what I'm saying? Like right. that's the, that's the equivalent, which is like probably to all three of us, a very tired idea. Um, but these, these concepts, uh, like I, I just, I love them. I think they're fun. Like they're hyper, they're a different type of masculine power fantasy than superhero comics are. And, uh, I think that they're the only way that people ever do them is looking back so like, um, there was a Mark Millar book called, and a Parlov book called Starlight. It's good. It's probably, it's probably Millar's best work, but it's about like a return to Neverland sort of the, 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 the protagonist has aged and is, and is going back to the space where he used to be young. But I'm curious, can we, can we take the meta out of things and just have a youthful brash sort of like like transported to another world sort of character point is sorry for everybody that's fallen asleep point is uh, this has me wondering about the mental limit that we all have on when something is just past its expiration date. Like we all talked about, especially when you have a threshold of something you like. So it's something you like and then it, then it exhausts. That's that. Okay. There you go. So we talked about the cramps, right? Now, that's a tough one because they're miserable. But like, let's take let's say X. Okay, <laughs> X, X has two good, two really good records. Now, yes. If if a band right now was Tracks trying elsewhere. to sound like X, I bet I'd fucking puke. And it's just that's an interesting phenomenon. I love John Carter of Mars. I think the shit's great. W- would I like John? Car- would I like Patrick Kinlan uh, uh, of Pluto? Maybe not. Agree. Yo, so so that's our, our homework for everyone is what's a thing you love but that you either saw get to an exhaustion point or that you have felt that and maybe you came around too because I think more so than that, Patrick, I've felt that way and then years later look back and go, oh, you know what? Patrick uh, from Pluto, not fantastic, but that Jimmy from Jupiter that kind of like slid through that was kind of this weird curveball, but because I had dismissed a large swath of this stuff, I missed that. And now I go back. I mean, to be honest, I think that when we did Mosh Madness, we all had that experience where we found records yes. that we had kind of not summarily dismissed, but but just were not on our radar for whatever reason. And we went back to it yeah. and we're like, oh shit, you know, like, yo, uh, I might. I mean, the volume is just. Right. 
you find what you like and you kind of attach yourself to it. But there's so much other shit that you're like, you gave it a chance. Think about how many bands that you're like, oh, cool. I could have seen that band in or I could have been in, I, you, like, are you telling me I could have listened to this band since 2007? Right. Yeah. And I only found it in 2015. Right. You know what I mean? It's just the, the volume is impossible. And like, I, I mean, I tend to find the stuff that I like. And I stick to that, and then it's like, oh, you fucking idiot. Like, why didn't you listen to this fucking thing? You know, like, why did you dismiss this? Why did you not make more time for this? Why did you only listen to this once? Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, yo, I, I think we all, you know, there's, it's a very hard for, thing for me to say, like, hey, the NYHC sound, man, there's still room to, to explore in there. Um, and it, I could have probably said in 2012, like, yeah, you know what? If no other New York hardcore sounding record came out, I think I'd still be fine. I think the the space has been explored, but then you have stuff continually. You know, yo, those bitter end records. We've talked about it. Those are this crazy example: a band from Texas who does uh, in their own. New York are better than most. Yes, and they and it's like, oh shit! This record that came out in 2015. Wait, wait, wait! Like we gotta we gotta investigate this. Some of the stuff that's going on in the UK. You know that big cheese record. Damn. It's like, right. yo, there's a lot like breakdown, but not exactly. And they're doing different things. And, uh, yo, easy to write that off and easy to write off whole little swaths where you're like, nah, I get it. I get it. New York hardcore. You're trying to do New York. Fine. I find I know. And it's like, yo, don't don't miss some gems because you think it's dusty. I, I think it's a it's a fun exercise. So we should get some feedback yeah. from folks who uh, what's your experience been with that? Have you dismissed things? Have you gotten tired? Have, have you has something gotten dusty to you, and maybe it's never recovered, and you've missed stuff? I think that's a fun conversation to have. Yeah, I, that's the big question though, because I feel like, of, of course, stuff gets dusty, but I think there's always some new band that does something that you're like, all right. See, well, Tom, that's is, you know, that's the hope that I have. That's that's and that, it I exists. Think, I think I've that's a smart it. answer. It's just I become very cynical. And like, I'm talking about like for this comic thing, I'm talking about like making it a big project that I attack this like for next year. And to do that, I have to be confident that there's going to be any audience at all. Like, cause in music, I can just spend a thousand dollars and make something that maybe nobody likes except for me. But in, in comics, it's like just fucking 10, you know what I mean? Like, so it, it, it's, it's like, I gotta be sure that someone likes it. So th- this is why this is on my mind. Also on my mind, if I can pivot slightly and if we would like to do another challenge to our listeners, let's do one more and wrap it. Bullshit, <laughs> bullshit detector volume two. Uh, when was the volume last time? You got, when was the, yes. When was the, yes, exactly. When was the last time you listened to this? If you have in your life. Oh, that's just. Did I lose you? Couldn't. couldn't yes. Because the way you phrased it, you I thought you were going to say or play something. You mean I say negative approach and you go, when was the last time you listened uh, yeah, to this? Okay. Yeah. Sure, sure. So, Correct. So, so this comp for, for our listeners, like. I don't know bullshit detector two. You know what I mean? Like, and I've been listening to it. Wait a minute. This week, what the fuck are you talking about? It, listen, there are you, st- God Almighty, you are so all over. The place. I have no idea what you're talking about. I, this is just a challenge. I thought you were talking about. Like, I'm talking about the comp. So, who the fuck knows what the comp is? Explain yourself, man. Okay, okay, okay. okay. 
Okay. So <laughs> you're like you're talking about it like it's fucking the way it is. Okay. You're right. Okay. So bullshit detector kind of, I think to some people is the way it is. You know what I mean? Wait, it's like, what? Okay. Bullshit yeah. Like, detector. I mean, listen, if we got uh, like Andrew on the phone, Duggan, uh-huh. he just consumed that shit. Right. Like, and to me, it was never a thing really, but it, I understood that it was like in the crucial chaos realm, it was like a thing, right? Like you just put it on and it just played and whatever. But like I went, sort I just of. on a, on a lark, I went to bullshit detector two <laughs> you know what I mean? yes. and so many of these fucking acts never, never appeared on a proper release of any kind. Correct. Just comps their entire careers, just comps. And I just, I invite our listeners to listen to this comp from 1982 and to tell me if there's any gems that like, cause this is kind of like this fun exercise that I've been on where it's like, what have I missed? And then you go through the stuff that you're like, Oh wow. This band has two records. I had no idea they had a second record. I'm going to give that a try. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. This is, you can't say that about any of this. There's like Chumba Wumba. You know what I mean? Like that's it. Like everybody else. No, there's there's very few. Of, I'm looking through here. Uh, the rejected song on Volume Two is pretty good. Um, Omega Tribe. They did a bunch of other stuff, obviously. Uh, yeah, uh, there. Like this is. Are you hitting your killed by hardcore era? This might be. Um, this is interesting. Uh, yeah, the Crass Record stuff never pulled me in like that. Uh, I've heard th- some of this. Th- this version of total this this total chaos. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I actually like. There are no Russians in Afghanistan. The 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 single that they put out. This is how deep I've gone on this stuff in the last week, fellas. Uh, wow, good for <laughs> but you. Okay, it's it's really like largely very forgettable, but it's fascinating because so much of this is just only ever appeared on comps. We're probably fucking sixteen year old kids, and then. I go in my whole bag. Some of them don't even have credits listed. Like you could never find out who's, who actually appeared on who this band is, you know? And I just think about somebody in England who now is a successful real estate agent who played in Bafo. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Or, 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 or <laughs> played in uh, 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 toxic or, or uh, <laughs> you know, right. toxic effects. Um, I find this stuff pretty interesting. So, uh, I pivoted quick, uh, but I just wanted to share this with everybody that if, if our listeners want to take this ride with me, uh, just see if there's any, you'll get lost too. Yes. Yeah, exactly. See if there's any gold in this and then maybe people will enjoy the same thing I enjoyed about it, which is it's kind of lost music. It's kind of like, it doesn't like, I bet if I went to their YouTube, the YouTube of the, of this particular comp, like, you know, maybe a couple thousand plays and that's the most, I'm getting melancholy now. I'm just thinking about people who put everything into something for a summer and just kind of sucked. And the highlight of their career was appearing on a crass curated compilation with 40 other bands. (laughs) Yo, I mean, uh, the store, uh, yeah, this is, there's some Italian hardcore comps that are much like this as well. Like you, you just wouldn't, it's, it's like, oh, there's an indigesty song on here. Maybe there's a wretched song. And then there's all these other bands. that's like nothing else ever. Nothing else ever. Right. That's like fascinating to me uh-huh. because 
that doesn't that doesn't happen nearly as much now. Like the, the because comps are kind of like a pain in the ass. When we get a comp, it's you know like the triple B comps. The triple B comps, we should go through every single one of them and just see like who. I bet the majority of those bands have do something. Have, yeah. yeah, they do something. You yeah, know what well, I mean? like, well, because comps started. I mean, here's the thing. I think it wasn't that different, but but it it feels different because of so few of these bands really popped. Um, comps at their best are a snapshot of time in time, right? You know. Yep. Um, and that's what this one. That's what this one is. A time yeah. and a scene, and I, yep. I think it's interesting. Oh even yeah. Even if it's trash. All right, everybody, go down the anarcho hole with Patrick. Bullshit Detector, yeah, Volume lo- One and Volume Two. Also, get, get directions first because he's going to just say stuff, and you're going to have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. Also, get the uh, the Apple uh, comp for or, or the Apple uh, Discog uh, release, which is uh, all punks leave Earth. Yeah, and, uh, and wash your mouth with the peace comp. You'll feel you'll feel better coming out. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Goodbye, uh, to answer your question, Patrick, I haven't heard that yes. since I was fifteen or sixteen. I've never heard this. I, this one I heard for the first time this week. Yeah, maybe, I, maybe I, I that was like eighteen, more. and it was like somebody's bootleg CD, like one of those bootleg CD things. Yeah. I'm, oh yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Good night. Good night. Uh,